0: Today's Brace Bits is sponsored by John Oliver Garden. It's me, John Oliver. Come to John Oliver Garden and get unlimited breadsticks. My name's John Oliver, and I'll tell you to be outraged about things that you know are bad, but you don't know why they are bad. I'm on the right side of things, and you should be too. Come on to John Oliver Garden. We got some Braised Bits.
1: Fantastic! We got John Oliver to read his own copy for John Oliver Garden. Thanks for supporting the pod, John Oliver. Strong Oliver. It, it felt like a little more Australian than it was. British, it, but it, it, it got it, off,
0: it got Australian at the
1: end. It's like oh, down under, but it's John Oliver. Either way, I'm slurping up the free John breaks. Oliver. Oliver, that's me. Olivier Vernon.
0: Law. Welcome to brace Bits. Welcome to Braze Bits.
1: Welcome to Braze Bits, Lancey. We're really fully dipped in. It's episode 74.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Episode 74. Nothing notable about 74. I feel like if you turn 74, it's your 74th birthday. It's really unnotable.
1: Unnotable, one away from 75. 75 is nice. 74, it's like a, a lineman number if you're a if you're a big fella seventy four. It's, it's a decent amount of episodes that we've been brazen for. Seventy four. We've been brazen for a bit. For a good braised bit. Yeah. We're moving and grooving, Lance. How the hell are you? What kind of question is that? I'm asking you how that as your therapist, as your braised therapist. What are you feeling? How are you feeling? And who are you feeling?
0: When people ask me how I am, I don't know how. What do you? Which which which? How am I? Do you want? there's i was seeing see
1: you at the corner store and i asked how you are just give me the quick i'd
0: compliment. give you a i'd give you like a like a street talk i'd give you like can't complain because nobody's asking but i'm asking i know but i do like one of those like little jokes right a little tiff yeah Hattish.
1: yeah but i want to know how you are i want to get to the nitty-gritty what's underneath that chef's white cap a bald head
0: yeah All right, that's good to know. What's underneath your chef way, Scott? I got a mop top. Yeah, it is nice and mop. Do you have? it's cauliflower like? Do you own a mop? No one owns a mop, do they? I do not believe I
1: own a mop. I haven't like wet my floors since I moved in five years ago. Like getting like a, a wet mop job on my floors, I haven't done that. What about a Swiffer? I have a Swiffer. I've got a vacuum, and I have a dustpan. But no Dust
0: Dustpan Pedroya. Strong. Very strong. How are you, Jesse? Finally, you asked
1: me. Thank goodness, Lance. Was
0: it, you wanted to you wanted to ask me, so I asked you. Exactly.
1: Lance, I can't complain. You know, I can't complain. I'm a little tired for some reason. I feel like today's been a, a long Jason day. But overall, I'm I'm excited to braise. Excited to be back in the kitchen. Did a weekend of, uh, of stand-up comedy indoors, which was nice. I feel like I feel reinvigorated by doing stand-up comedy. But I'm 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 dragging. I'm I'm dragging my, my tail between my legs.
0: We're recording on Tuesday, and it just feels like a very Tuesday to me. It feels like a lot of the week has already happened, but it hasn't exactly. And you don't want You don't want to get in. You don't want to become one of these people who just talks about days of the week. But it's kind of inevitable. It's what we do. It's what, we, it's what we're living. We're living in these days. Of the week. Days of our lives. I have some small meal prep. I Thank talked you. to my madre on the phone today, and she was excited about your mom's brisket recipe.
1: Huge, huge braised bits update. The pod, my pod mother, our pod mother, I feel good. the pod mothers are now one. Listen to the podcast. We we're talking about her brisket. She wrote up her recipe. And sent it over to me to relay over to your pod, Madre. Yeah. And your, and love, Madre
0: received it. I love the telephone involved. The, like, And I was, I w- gladly was the messenger, like in the battle of marathon. Is that a book? No, it's like a historical event where there was a battle of marathon. And then the messenger ran from, I think, I want to say it was from Athens to Sparta or marathon to Sparta or Athens or wherever. And it was about 26.2 miles. The guy ran to tell the town that they won the battle and then he collapsed and died. And that's why there's marathons.
1: Fun fact. Did not, did not know that. I would run a marathon for this brisket. This brisket recipe is well worth running a marathon for it. So it's a good reference.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a thing that happened. Did the pod Madre say if one thing when, should, should try it out? I think it's going to be like it's a Jewish holiday thing. So I don't think it, there's not really any, I mean, Shavuot, but we're not, that's the level of like if, if you celebrate Shavuot, you're religious. You're really in there. You're fully submerged yeah. in Judaism.
1: Yeah. But if the Pad is listening to this, I would recommend giving it a run through, giving a little test recipe, maybe sending a couple brisket slices our way. We'll, we'll test it out. See, I don't know if you want to do the first time trying out the recipe for a big Passover Pesach meal, you know? But I don't I'm not doubting the pot madre's kitchen. Sounds stuff. sounds like you're dictating the kitchen. No doubt, Gwen Stefani. She's gonna knock it out of the park. I believe in her. I believe well, in the park. One
0: customer. thing I think that the which I think was awesome. I think it's mate that company, the kosher meat delivery company, which yeah. is called we should plug it. What was it called? Growandbehold.com. Grow and behold ships you kosher like quality kosher meat there's a lot of kosher meat deserts and this i think feels a i thought you you said meat desserts
1: i'm not sure if i'd be pro meat dessert i don't really want meat in my dessert but meat deserts sure
0: kosher meat deserts right absolutely and and this fills a need i think that my mom was like i want to support because she had been saying that like Comat Kosher Meats, which was the kosher place by us, closed like ten years ago, and she had been having trouble finding a good one. But I think she finally found one. It's not that close, but it appears that she wants—you know, she's like, local "I place. want to support this this place." So that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I honestly didn't know that my mom got the, her kosher meats delivered. I'm not sure this is a new thing. She because a place locally in New Jersey that she would go to, Bobby Shores restaurant, I forget the name of it, but it, it closed down. Bobby Shores,
0: Bobby Shores restaurant had good prepared foods.
1: Exactly. It's great memory on your part. They think they closed during the pandemic. So I think she probably found this uh, place in Lou, Tyrone Lou, of Bobby Shore.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great idea, but it's because uh, this is getting into the details of the brisket recipe, which I don't know if we want to, we won't reveal it totally, but there's a specific type of brisket that I guess is hard to find.
1: It's very specific. Yeah. You cannot can't get this cut. The cut is where it's at. Specific ocean. Ocean's 11. I'd love yeah. to hear. The, the Pod Madre, keep us updated if you do try it out. I'm sure you'll be the, one of the first people to try out the brisket. You got to let us know. Jacoby Brissett.
0: Jeremiah Shore.
1: Sure, why not? There's another piece of meal prep. I feel like you talked about it to my, to my face, but we got to talk about it on on Pod i'm getting railroaded i'm getting <laughs> oh yeah i'm getting yeah, yeah. lambasted i'm getting lance bast in the face about my cooler take for the beach from all angles lance no one's got my back and i'm back man i do people's backs to the beach i put lotion on people's backs and people are acting like i'm, I'm a looney tune
0: i tried to I didn't even try to engage because I also came to that conclusion, but I didn't, I told me, I told you in so many words and you seem confident. You said, we're having this back and forth. There's going to be people who back me up. Turns out there wasn't. And I don't sound majority. I don't Silent feel majority.
1: bad. The people who back me up, they just, they're so confident that they're like, oh, Jesse knows what he's doing. What are you, Trump? Maybe I am. We'll see. There's an article today. That's, that's uh Trump's new, new saying. We'll see. We'll see.
0: we'll have to see yeah i i mean i don't know what to say go back if if you don't know what we were talking about last episode episode 73 so within like the first 10 minutes we talk about coolers and jesse is against putting food in coolers Uh, see that's where you get it all wrong you but with but you're saying you're saying if it doesn't have ice in it it's okay but then it's not a cooler it's just like a a rectangle with stuff in it
1: But when you would go to lunch in middle school, would and you brought like a little cooler of for your lunch? Would there be ice in it? Like a lunch bag. I'm not talking brown bag. I'm talking like a cooler. Like like, a lunch,
0: like a like a you buy it at. I don't know where you buy it at. That's what I'm talking about. That's
1: what I'll put a sandwich. Not a cooler. What is that? It's a lunch bag. Then that. Then I'll bring a lunch bag to the beach. I'm not bringing a cooler with ice and throwing my sandwich in there, and it's gonna get soggy and wet. But you know what? We don't need to do this again. I'm right. You're wrong. Everybody else, Seidel is, is wrong. I don't want to go after your family. Hands up. <laughs> a lunch bag. I bring a lunch bag
0: with my sandwich. Okay.
1: I'm a lunch pail guy.
0: You are a lunch pail guy. You get in there. You have your lunch pail. You go home. With Take the off family. my hard hat.
1: W- wipe off the coal from my, underneath my eyes.
0: It's they're kind they're of working. it's yeah, and and your your wife prepares you dinner, and you don't you're not even that thankful, not and thankful just talk about your work day and railroad any other possible conversation. Exactly,
1: it's all about me, yeah, on me. As long as my my, my food is hot, and I have my my whiskey no rocks, I'm able to spank my kids before I go to sleep. That's all I need. Okay,
0: spank me later.
1: You want to get in some highlights?
0: I thought you never asked. Was I was waiting. To ask. You extend, you, you know, you just keep talking and talking. And I'm like, I guess I'll let this guy talk.
1: I'm talking to Christopher Walken. Sometimes I just, I just get lost in the weeds.
0: I the know. TV you show and, time. and like, if you're a bartender, I got to find my, this is not, I can tell him, I, can tell you my highlight. You do it.
1: I had another highlight with our boy, our top Razorback, the predictor of my top nines, Philip. Roth, Jackson, and I had a nice Saturday fun day, which actually was capped off. We we Well, I'll, I'll take you step by step of the day. 13th step, the bar in the East Village. It was a Saturday in New York City. I go venture over to the Upper East Side where Phil Jackson lives. You take the ferry? I didn't take the ferry. Oh, my God. I wanted to take the ferry the time it didn't work out. I'm, I'll be ferrying over all summer long. Don't you worry. I'm, I hope so. Uh, go get over to Phil Jackson. He greets me just with a warm embrace. One of the best hugs I've ever gotten. His apartment is just immaculately cleaned. If you don't know Phil, Phil is a clean, clean guy, but this apartment, walked in and just felt fresh. Felt like he sprayed mint all over and just, he rolled out the red carpet for me. It was the Oscars the next day, but I felt like I was being awarded Best Friend Award from Phil Jackson. What a day. There's a Knicks matinee at one o'clock. We watched the Knicks. Extend their streak to nine straight wins. Spoiler alert, Knicks lost that streak last night. It's all right. It was a great great game watching with Phil. And then we had a little lunch. We then went over to uh, the Chelsea Piers. What did you have for lunch? We ordered from a place, something luncheonette. I got a, a grilled chicken wrap that had avocado and sprouts in it. No tomato. No sweet potato fries.
0: That's a that's a good sandwich. Avocado sprouts and like grilled chicken.
1: It was fantastic. I haven't had sprouts since the seventies, and I I feel like I need more sprouts in my life.
0: Professor Sprout
1: from Harry Potter. Yeah, figures. I'm sprouting my wings on that one. I'm gonna fly away with it. I need more sprouts in my life. Great lunch, light but filled me up. Buttercup. We then go to Chelsea Clinton Piers, Morgan, just to, to whack some balls. <laughs> We, we hit some golf balls at the, at the uh, Chelsea, Clinton, Pierce, Morgan, Freeman at the, the range over there. Whacked some balls. It was a beautiful day. A little overcast, but like beautiful. It was pretty packed. not And we whacked a bunch of balls. And then we had a couple of stogies next to the, uh, the range. Had a couple of stogies. And then started venturing on over to the Bronx River Yacht Club. We had a day on the the piers, then walked over to the yacht club, where Phil dropped me off, checked out the new uh, lantern, said hi to Lance, did not say bye to Lance, bad Lance, and uh, I wouldn't let Phil watch me do com- comedy because I'm not good yet, which I, I appreciated him respecting my space, but great and and I believe that set went pretty pretty well. It was it was I think it was it was it was great great Saturday capped off with some comedy. Solid, solid Saturday.
0: Sounds great. It was. I don't have anything to add, really. You saw Phil
1: Jackson. You don't have anything to add. You saw mm-hmm. Phil Jackson in the flesh. First time since the Braised Open.
0: It was good to see Phil. <laughs> but at what, what point do you take every private interaction and publicize it for the pot? Every Every interaction. I wanted that interaction, me and Phil, just to be – just to be for us and it's now not- because of bray's bits I gotta bring it into the pot it's for the world it's first for, for all of us this is us NBC I do there is some this is very off track but there is something where people do change their behavior to then relay it publicly oh yeah. I don't like it oh yeah but this is I, it was good to see Phil Wow, I w- I will say this. I'm listening, and I said this on our bonus Patreon episode that we recorded. Subscribe to the Patreon. Dude, subscribe to the Patreon, patreoncom slash bits. We got a bunch of bonus Arvidus content, and it's a good time. We have a good time over there. Jesse is more real, and I'm the same. So the like the mystique and the mythology of Phil Jackson. Once uh, I saw him, I said, like "Oh, it feels not Phil's gonna hate this." Yeah, but. I'm like, oh, it's Phil. Yeah. He's a it's human. Not, it's not easy. Easy human.
1: He didn't come in with a Superman cape. He didn't have like <laughs> a, a pen that he's like he's taking notes, following me around. Yeah. it's He's a real guy, but you didn't spend enough time. If you spend a couple hours with Phil, the mystique grows and he really, he'll make your mind orgasm. That's
0: true. Splurge. Ibaka. Bang. That's huge. My highlight, it's an odd one. Because I think you also know where this is going a little bit, but on Saturday, Kate, my wife and I had a nice date day date. Date during the day. She was actually supposed to have plans with friends, they fell through. I said, perfect. We had to I was just gonna sit there and do nothing all day. Cause I thought about I was like, I could call a friend and do something, but I don't wanna do that. Why would I do that? Why <laughs> So could have been me and
1: Phil Jackson could have whacked some balls, the raised open.
0: It sounds like you had a plan and you didn't want to include me. I knew that you had plans with sounds like you could have included me. This sounds like a plan that I very easily could have been included in. Wow. Although if you asked me to go to the Upper East Side and then go to Chelsea, I probably would have said no. There it is. But would I have appreciated an invite? No, but I'm just saying that you could have invited me. Yeah. Anyway, she anyway, was guilt. A yeah. little, little guilt. Next time, just think about it. I'll think about it. I'll promise you that. I will think about it. I'm an option to be invited now. Option offense. I might be an option over Wack Goldberg. I'll even go that far. thousand percent.
1: More than an yeah. option.
0: Yeah. Than Wack.
1: Bootleg. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a little bootleg. Wildcat. I'll, a little pitch. A little wing tee offense. Play action. Reverse
0: so kate and i had the day we decided that we were gonna go to red hook we you know we were in a new neighborhood there's a lot of neighborhoods around us i've been to red hook a bunch um kate i think has also but there's some good restaurants it's by the water i want to just kind of walk around spend the day in a new neighborhood so we walked to red hook like a 20 minute walk we kind of walked all around there's some water red hook it's a very interesting new york city neighborhood because it's was part of what was called south brooklyn right which is now like Carroll gardens red hook cobble hill area south of brooklyn heights basically was called south brooklyn for a long a long time until like the 40s i guess when south of that I mean, it was a, you know, whatever. It was called South Brooklyn. Then the BQE comes in and the BQE basically cuts off, splits basically the neighborhoods that are now Carroll Gardens and Red Hook in two. And Red Hook just becomes very isolated because it's on like the side of the BQE where there's no real public transportation. There's buses, but there's no subway access. It's pretty far to get to a subway. So there's no subway. And also it's on the water, but it's very industrial. It's just a lot of like industry stuff. So it's not like a place where like there's no beaches. So like people from other parts of the city aren't going to come. So it's very isolated. A lot of industry,
1: a lot of comedy agents and bookers there.
0: Managers. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of comedy agents and, and bookers very mobbed up also for a while. Sure. So it was just like not a nice area for a while. And now within the past 20 years, you know, there's been gentrified a bit. There's some like nice restaurants, um, some house, some like new housing that's going for a lot of money. It's becoming this like, you know, interesting area where artists there's a lot of like lofts where artists live, but then it's also becoming more expensive anyway. So it's just like, it's an interesting melange, melange of different, uh, of different um, things. We walk around by the water. Kate loves it. She's like, I'm so happy being by the water. There's like only a little section uh, where you could kind of walk around, along this like running path to the water. But there's some good stuff. Have you ever been to like hometown barbecue? I've heard about it. I've heard it's great. I've never been. There's like a section where it's like hometown barbecue and Brooklyn Crab. And it's like not exactly on the water, but it's like this kind of fun street. Uh, there was a band. We were there at like 12 p.m. Clearly, it was. it's like a almost like open street type thing. Love that. Um, seems like a great place to like, you know, if you have a friend visiting type thing or just to spend the day. We end up going to Red Hook Lobster Pound, which we had featured in our Big Apple Box Contest, which you actually won fair and square. Bingo. Kate wanted to try lobster. She has been, so she's allergic to shellfish, uh, certainly shrimp and scallops and lobster. She had a bad reaction to several years ago, but she said, you know what? I want to have lobster and I want to see if I'm, you know, how allergic I actually am. Was it just like bad lobster or love that am I you. actually allergic?
1: Adventurous, wanting, wanting to push the limits. You got to love that kind of attitude. Yeah. Probably she feeling was, the sea breeze out and about in a great mood.
0: Wanted, wanted to do something yeah. nice. She knew that, you know, shrimp and scallops are off the table, but she's like, you know, I, I want to maybe have some lobster roll, maybe have some chowder.
1: Be a chatterhead. head.
0: She, uh, yeah, she loved uh, when she was younger, Her her family had a house in Cape Cod. And they would go, and she would go there and get chowder. Cape Cod so she's crazy. like, yeah. So she had the lobster roll. Was all, all was good. We're we talking uh, mayo
1: lobster roll or buttered lobster
0: roll? I think it was a mayo with, like, scallions situation. Red hook lobster pound. It was good. It was expensive. Lobster rolls are expensive to begin with. It was one of those things where I'm glad we went, but I wouldn't go out and seek it. It wasn't for the price. I mean, it's tough with COVID, right? But for the price. Wow.
1: Smashing red, red
0: hook lobster, I'm not, a box. I'm not smashing it, they're great support. Red hook lobster, it's definitely a great place to go. It's not a place I would go regularly, I'll sure. say, it's but definitely, nice definitely a place if you want to get lobster, go there. It's good.
1: And I feel like most people realize if you're getting a
0: lobster roll, it's expensive. It's like an, you, don't, it's you, don't, an occasion. you don't want a cheap one, yeah. yeah it's more of an occasion. The lobster is good, their fries were fantastic, also. That's big. Um, so we had a good time, we kept the good vibes going. We walked back to Gowanus and we went to Ample Hills which is like a creamery a trendier ice cream place I guess there's
1: some great articles about
0: ample hills have you heard about the backstory about the creamery you've told me but I forget every time
1: I'll send you an article they they, they got too big they, they yeah price. they went
0: yeah I know they went bankrupt but they're yeah. still they still exist
1: they, they got new owners but they try to scale too quickly the owners the, the creator the founders don't own it anymore it's kind of sad
0: got it okay that makes more sense because they still have ample hills yeah there's there's plenty of it
1: i grew up in hillsdale there's plenty of hills
0: hither hills state park wow you went there your mind
1: is sharp today you're really you're firing all cylinders
0: Uh, that's a little bit of a cheat you had talked about hither hill state park in the summer i was like i never heard of this i'm reading this book which talks about like state parks on long island and hither hills oh they came up they came up yeah
1: circle anyway
0: so we had a good day I go, this then like, I take a nap, actually. I was tired. We walked around. Nice activity. Yeah. Then it's like 5 or 6 p.m. I go into Greenwich Village to do comedy. I get there. Kate texts me. I'm really not feeling well. Then she apparently starts throwing up, and it's not good. So I just felt really bad. I mean, and I feel bad even considering, like, making it my highlight because it was a great day. It was, like, just a fun, we had just, like, a fun time, just walking around. It was like very, it also was like, it felt a little bit post COVID where it wasn't like, we didn't feel as, you know, not careful, maybe careful is not the right word, but it felt more, a bit, a bit more free flowing. Yeah. Of a day, which yeah. I feel like is hard to more do more spontaneous. Now. Exactly. The weather was really nice. And it was just like a tremendous outing. And then unfortunately, um, and, and Kate got over her allergy, allergy, we thought, and she was like, the lobster was good, but she said, I'll take a tuna salad.
1: Right. Do you think she regrets eating a lobster roll or is like, I'm, I'm glad at least I tried and now I know moving
0: forward. I think I that. have it. I'm yeah. glad, yeah. And then she's like, you know what? Like, yeah, it's unfortunate that I can't eat shellfish, but there's people have way worse allergies. People have way yeah. worse things. It's not the end of the world. She's not a huge selfish person to begin with. I think clams are the one oh, that she's not she selfish would like-
1: at all. I, I would say Kate is not. She's selfless, not selfish yeah. at
0: all. Yeah. And so I, I feel bad, and I'm I'm proud that she like just decided to overcome it. But unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: No, it sounds like a phenomenal day. Unfortunately, she got sick, but. I feel like probably had a very nice day and Gladys is feeling better. Yeah. It didn't last too long.
0: No, but it was Red Hook Lobster Pound. It was a great venue to eat lobster.
1: Sounds like it's a great venue. Quick quick question, not about venues, but you showed up to the Lantern wearing a Red Hook Lobster shirt. Were you wearing that at the Lobster Pound?
0: No, I wore it after. You threw it on. you wanted?
1: Yeah. like, I just had a great day at Red Hook. I might as well pull the shirt on.
0: Exactly. And now it's a shirt in my rotation, although, and I don't know if you've noticed it, it really shrinks in the wash.
1: Have not
0: noticed that yet. I, that I'm a, okay. It's good to know. Good. It was. Yeah. Which not ideal, but it is what it is. It's still good. Good on you for supporting a good venue. Yeah. A good place.
1: Because so I'm, I'm a big supporter of venues. You like venues. I, I like venues. I like going to venues, sporting venues, musical venues. How much do you love venues, Jesse? Lance, so much so that I would like to rank them in a top nine list, if you don't mind. If you want to join me, you're more than welcome, but I'm going to go ahead either way.
0: I'll join you. I think this is a good venue to do that because this this is now our top nine segment.
1: That is perfect. This week, we're doing our top nine. Our transitions into our top nine lists have been just spectacular. So organic.
0: It's like sweet green, but for top nine transitions. I would say not only are they organic, but they're GMO-free.
1: Don't really know what that means, but I, I always am impressed. Genetically
0: modified organisms, I think. Okay. I believe. I could be wrong.
1: I definitely like GMO chicken. <laughs> We're doing our top nine venues. When I was making this list, I kept thinking that we'd have already done this, but I don't think we have. I just I, mean, I think we've done it in like a different way, but I'm excited for it. So We we talked about this. Lance is anti-venue. We've never done this list. Okay. I don't don't think we've done it like this, but I feel like we've done...
0: We did landmarks, but landmarks is not venues. Correct. I think we should devote the next 10 minutes of the podcast to this topic of discussing whether we've done something before. Subscribe to the Patreon.
1: Subscribe to the Patreon. Maybe we'll do a Patreon segment about us arguing whether we did it or
0: not. That sounds productive and a good podcast. Love that. Let's do it. I'll, I'll start. Get on
1: base, Lance. Knock me in.
0: I'll get on base. And my number nine, I'm getting on base with none other than Fenway Park. Wow. I'm leading off. I'm hitting a single. And I'm going to Fenway Park. Pedroya. I love the green monster. Just the fact that there's a green monster. You got to love it. I've been to Fenway Park once, although I've never been to a game.
1: It was actually there
0: with Mr. October. And we went in senior year of high school. We went to Boston for a quiz bowl competition. I was in the high school quiz bowl team. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Ask me a question. Who's a nerd? Me. (laughs) Ask me another quiz bowl question.
1: Have we done top nine venues before?
0: Yeah, this is, I thought this was going to be fun, but you've ruined it.
1: <laughs> I have quiz bowl trivia questions at <laughs> top of my head.
0: I thought you had them locked and loaded and ready to go. Lock, stock, and peril, or whatever that movie is.
1: Chicken stock, locksmith. It's a Fenway Park. It was on my original. It's probably in my top 15.
0: I'll tell you what I love about Fenway nice. Park.
1: Let me know. Romaine.
0: The seats are so small that I don't know how anyone... Fits in them, yet it's like the most popular storied baseball venue in the country, arguably. So I just love that juxtaposition. I love the fact that New York sports are obviously there's a lot of camaraderie around New York sports, but there's it's something New about York sports here. There's something about Boston sports where it almost feels a little more like a a town coming together. There, there seems to be – because in, in New York, I guess, there's too many other things happening, and there's also other options. You could be a Mets fan instead of a Yankees fan. You'd in, you would be – now in basketball, you could be a Nets fan, but you got to be a Sox fan, and there's – the tradition of it seems pretty strong, and the park, Fenway Park, is like the nexus of all of that. And the fact that it's been unchanged for – 108 years one fun fact i think is cool about fenway did you know it opened the same week that the titanic sank and i know that so it was like you know it was this big important stadium but it was second page news because the titanic wow that's wild yeah
1: fenway is dope it's just it's, it's so old it's a it's like a museum and it's uncomfortable sitting in the seats i think in like the left field seats the seats are like not even faced towards home plate you have to like angle your body to like look at home plate you love that. Yeah. And I, I agree about the Boston being like a more of a town and like, but ever since they won the world series, Red Sox, I feel like that mystique is kind of, it's kind of like seeing Phil Jackson in real life. like the mystique's a little bit lessened, <laughs> but it's, it is still nice. I, I went to UMass. So I kind of know the mass whole culture a little bit and have an appreciation for it. At first, like my first few years at UMass, I hated it and I grew, grew to love it. And I try to – I haven't been back in a couple of years, but I try to go once a year to Boston. It's, it's, it's very nice. And and the surrounding – I think it's walkie. or There's, like, a, a street next to Fenway as all the bars. And it's, it's a great scene out there before and after games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's my number nine. My number eight is Camp Nou, which is Barcelona's soccer stadium. Okay. I went there one time. I've been to this place. Vamos. Okay. And, yeah, vamos there. Vamos a la playa. A mí me gusta bailar. Muy bien. Me gusta. De nada. Muchas gracias.
1: ¿Puedo ir al baño,
0: por favor? Sí. We. <laughs> oui. So, this is the only, like, major soccer team I guess I've been to. And it was just like, it, it felt like a theme park. I went there. This was a Monday in like November. And it was, I went with my friend Fabian, who I like traveled with in Europe and in, in college. And his dad like got, it was like his birthday present. Like his dad got us tickets. And it just felt like this like theme park, but I always associate theme parks with America So it was like a different type of theme park. Like I remember going to the, like the Barcelona team store and it was just incredible. The amount of stuff they had, it just, I was like overwhelmed in like this interesting way that I never experienced before. And then the stadium itself was really cool. It was like, not the, the team they played was not that good. And they won like eight, one or something or like seven, one. So it wasn't like a particularly competitive game, but just like, seeing that festive atmosphere, everything in a language that I don't know was, was kind of cool. And it was just like really nice weather and just like a nice, like it, it felt, um, I think this was because it wasn't as intense, but it felt like, it felt there's almost like baseball game vibes to it mm. where like you were relaxing, but I know that it's like the opposite of a lot of soccer. Um, oh, so I think
1: they're winning by so much. I
0: think so, yeah. but it just was, um, it was a cultural experience that was at once very familiar, but also completely foreign. And I thought it was very cool.
1: It's a good one. I've never been to a football stadium. I feel like I might have. I've been to Barcelona. Is that stadium on like a big hill? I, I, I don't remember. Like an Olympic venue. I'm not sure if it was that.
0: Could have been. One. We, um, we took, I remember we took like the subway to okay. it. And it's it better than it's better than an unfinished church, I'll tell you that. No, no chance.
1: But La Sagrada Familia doesn't have the 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 energy and the environment that a, a soccer venue has. And I, I definitely would like to one day go to like a big time go... soccer game. A- Lazarus, a- Lazarus, discontinue- Luis
0: Suarez. Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho, he played for Barcelona. Yeah. Ronaldo. He played also, I think he played for Madrid, Madrid. Maybe Barcelona. I think Madrid. Bartha. Maybe Bartha. Maybe Barcelona. That's a good one. My number eight, seven, my number seven is in Washington, D.C. It's the 930 Club. It's a music venue. I think it might have closed, actually. I don't remember but it is a concert venue. It's, I feel like it's a concert venue that's both, it's like in between. So it's obviously not like a large stadium, but it almost it feels like it, it would do, it belongs in like Greenpoint or East Williamsburg. It would just like felt very, um, like maybe at a time hipstery, but now like getting to be corporate. I mean, this was also in 2012 when I went, uh i went with kate actually uh when we were first starting dating we saw a fun concert the band fun oh it's awesome and it was very fun i remember we were just like on the balcony and the balcony was great but there was a pit and it just had great acoustics i feel like it would be an amazing venue to do like a comedy you'd have to have like a bigger act but for comedy and I'm not a big concert guy, but this was an awesome venue. And I do remember there was a few years after college where I kind of looked at, tried to look at like bands I'd like and be like, I would go to DC just to go to this venue because it was wow. really cool. Never heard of that's, it. That that's a awesome. lot for me. I think it might've closed, but I don't know for sure. Sounds great. And now I'm too old to go to concerts, so I'm not going to go. I don't know about that.
1: You don't have any desire now that you're vaccinated this summer coming up just to be be in a group of sweaty people vibing out to some jams?
0: The CDC today said you still got to wear mask to the concerts.
1: Correct. You can still go though with a mask on.
0: Yeah, but then I'm going to CDC and be seen. CNBC? CDC and be seen. I've never
1: heard of that venue. It sounds, it sounds like a good one. I would love to see you at a concert rocking out with your cock out. It's over. You missed the boat. I'll bring you back. Me and Phil Jackson, well, Me. Um, next time me and Phil go out to a concert, we're going to rope you in. Robert Muhammad Ali rope That was your number seven. My number nine top nine venues is the Billie Jean King tennis center in Queens, New York, specifically the Arthur Ashe stadium. But I'm thinking just the whole Billie Jean King center. It reminds me when you were talking about the Barcelona stadium feeling of it being like, like a theme park. That's what I feel like when I go to the U S open um, at the Billie Jean King center, I, f- I've made it kind of a tradition the past five or six years going once a year to the U S open. I've been going with my aunt who's a big tennis fan. And we'll get like a day pass where we can just go all to the outer courts around Arthur Ashe and can go from literally 10 AM to 6 PM. And it's just, it's a great time out in the summer heat, watching people whack balls. You, You can watch so many different matches. And the way it's laid out, it's like, there's so many different like food kiosks and stores and everyone's wearing their tennis outfits and it's just a good vibe. And it's, it's, it's like a, it reminds me when I'm there, like all oh, summer's coming to an end, but like, you got to squeeze out every last drop of it. It's nice. It's one of my favorite places. It's a great venue.
0: It's a good way to rebound from that end of summer blues. It's like exactly. tennis, tennis Rodman.
1: You just wormed your way into one of the best titles of all time. Tennis Rodman. That is smacked me in the face and threw an elbow in my jaw. You you're what a rebound. What a box. Advantage Lance. Advantage
0: Lance. 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 Yeah. I want to learn Italian or just go to Italy and people will ask me my name and say Lance. Lance, buongiorno. So <laughs> Jackson speaks Italian. He can teach you some. Oh yeah? He took Italian in school. Have you been to the Billie Jean? No. Tennis is a thing that I always would like to get into and would love to get into, but I just don't have the time.
1: Get a little time splice in your life. There's there's only – I only watch really the French Open and the
0: U.S. Open. Sometimes I would, Wimbledon. I viewed like – I just can't do it because I would like to – I also never played it because I played badminton, and it's like you're not doing both badminton and tennis. True. So I'm a badminton boy. I just never did tennis. And I don't feel like being one of these people who just goes to the U.S. Open and doesn't know anything about tennis that feels icky to me. And mm-hmm. I don't have the time to invest in knowing more about tennis. So therefore, I kind of just don't. I just never got into it. That doesn't make any sense. You can't go you're, you're
1: not an expert. You got to be an expert in tennis to go watch Not that?
0: <laughs> every. Sometimes it's better not to do everything in life if you're not going to do it well.
1: <laughs> I'm not, you're not doing anything. You're just going in and enjoying yourself. But you you're not appreciating
0: yourself. it in a way that you, the potential you know, appreciation is. I started going as a novice, but
1: I learned while I was there. My aunt would be like, oh, this, I don't is, have this have the, is. I don't
0: have the hours to put into enjoying tennis. Wow. Holy
1: mackerel. You don't have time for concerts. You don't have time for tennis. What do you, what do you have time for? The pod. That's true. That's fair. All right. That's my number nine. My number eight is none other than Carnegie Hall. Lancey, the Carnegie Hall. When I was going through different venues, I think Carnegie Hall is the most mystique a la Phil Jackson for just like lavish, big venues. You walk in and you look up at the ceiling. It's majestic. It's you look at pictures on Google. It's just like, if you haven't been there, it just knocks your socks off. I saw John Mulaney record his uh, Netflix special there. I've gone to a few concerts there. And it's just like, you feel like it's a special event. No matter what, everything is elevated there. The acoustics, the history, just being there. You feel like you're not in New York City. I I don't remember what I went to see, but I once went to Carnegie Deli with my dad and my mom. Then went to see something at Carnegie Hall. That's good. It was a nice little Carnegie back-to-back, Carnegie Mellon, Watermelon.
0: Yeah, Carnegie Hall. Unreal. Which which John Mulaney special?
1: It was something boy, the uh, like pretty boy. Or the la- pretty-
0: was it the last one, like two years ago. Yeah, he's wearing a suit. I hate to break it to you, but it was at Radio City. Then it wasn't that one.
1: <laughs> then it wasn't John Mulaney. It was Jack Mulaney, and it wasn't at, it was, it was at uh, Radio City.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I I just had to do it. I had to bust your reality wide open.
1: I think I saw Dave Chappelle at Carnegie Carnegie Mellon, the college. Got it. Number eight, is Carnegie
0: Mellon. I have been to Carnegie Hall once. I thought it was fine. We were up to, we're kind of up the top. We saw actually one of Kate's friends is like a really good singer, but she doesn't. um, She like never pursued it professionally, but I think she could have. She's like very good, and but she was always in these like singing groups, and she was like in this one that performed there like around the holidays. So we like went to the concert and it was pretty cool. But the best thing about that was it was the day of my dad's office's holiday party and his partner who was retired, um, like didn't show up to the holiday party. Cause he said he had something, he was like retired and it was like leaving, but I think he just didn't want to go because it was like, you know I, you know whatever reason he didn't want to go but he like made up some excuse that he couldn't go and then i literally i was just looking around at Carnegie hall and i literally saw him wow did you tell your dad and, no i saw this <laughs> this you, this partner, did you, partner. T-
1: did you tell your dad
0: they you saw him well <laughs> and then yeah and then i ran into him in the bathroom so then we had to come, but he didn't uh, he didn't care huh. and it was like you know it wasn't like and i wasn't going to it didn't really matter. Like I wasn't going to bring it up. we we have a relationship that's without without Droad, But it was just like a very funny moment. Yeah.
1: You caught him ditching school.
0: Yeah, but I basically oh, caught him ditching school going to Carnegie Hall and he was like we're members at Carnegie Hall. And I was like you'd be a member? Didn't know that. Yeah. I feel
1: like that means you have like first dibs at like buying Yeah, like
0: he he like told me what it was. It was basically like you pay a certain amount and then there's like 12 events per year that you can go to. Got it. it's probably just cooler to say you're a member of Carnegie Hall. I think he, yeah, he's like one of those guys.
1: Carnegie Hall. Great time seeing John Mulaney and seeing Drozd's business partner. Yeah. My number seven venues, my first sporting arena, not an arena. It's a stadium, Lance. My number seven is Michigan stadium. The big house, the big house. Have you ever been? Nope. I went to visit my DeMarcus cousin there for a football game. And I also spent a summer at Michigan doing like a pre-college taking classes. It was, and was able to go there a a few different times. It's the big house. It fits a lot of people. I think a hundred thousand plus. And the coolest part is that it's built into the ground. So like when you walk in, you're walking down the stairs into this big house. You would think it'd be like a huge structure, which it is, but it's built into the ground. So you, when you walk in, you're walking down. Most stadiums, you're walking up, taking the escalators up. You're walking up, up, up. This when you're walking down. And just the way it looks, it's huge. I got a spam caller calling me. Spam. Evangelist, a girl from my high school. Spam from the office. Michigan Stadium. Ann Arbor. My favorite college football stadium.
0: I've never been to Michigan as a state. Wow. But I really do want to go to the UP. S, no, the Upper Peninsula. Ah,
1: Michigan's very nice. I've been. Uh, I went there to Ann Arbor, and I've been to, to Detroit. Detroit's it's 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 an underrated town. Detroit, Motor
0: City. Sure, I would like to go. It's just there's a lot of places, and it's like okay, I could either go to Michigan or I could get into tennis. Which one is it? That's a great. I'll, 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 I'll go, go to go Michigan. Go, I'll get back
1: to you. Yeah, probably probably Michigan.
0: That was Eight. your seven. Yeah. Thank God.
1: Ooh. <laughs> you're, you're really slam bamming. my top nines have just been thrown to the ring you could have let the John Mulaney thing slide you could have
0: I couldn't uh, let it slide because this being, is what people
1: being held to the, against the fire here
0: this is people when I give tours people like tell me information like that when I know it's wrong and I have to agree with them and I it, it drives me nuts because I'm there to like provide them a the factual thing but then they tell me like oh yeah John Mulaney recorded it Usually I let it go, but I can't, I can't let, I can't let you think that. I respect
1: you too much. I saw a comedian at Carnegie Mellon. I tried to paint a more specific picture. I think I saw probably Dave Chappelle or some, I saw somebody, I saw something special and I thought it was John Mulaney. It was Radio City. Shoot me, just shoot me. David Spade.
0: I used to watch Eric Spolstro. like love that show. In freshman year of college, you would like have it on in the middle of the day. Great show. David Spade, an underrated comedian. I think he's underrated, very funny. underrated comedian. My number seven, six. My number six is the Smithtown Library Lawn. The lawn of the library in my hometown used to have. I think they still do have concerts over the summer, of like Billy Joel cover bands, basically all these cover bands. And like junior, senior of high school, you know, there's nothing to do. You can't go to bars. You don't want to be stuck in people's houses. So I went to a bunch of these concerts and it was like, you sat on the lawn. People had like bucket hats. Maybe they brought coolers with sandwiches. Ugh. And you just had a nice time on the lawn. Wow.
1: When's the last time you went on that lawn?
0: Probably 2007 or 2008. Wow. They've expanded it since the library, but I think the, the lawn is space is still the same.
1: I like Long that. Long Island. Can't knock that. Nostalgia, memories growing up there. It's a, it's a nice thing.
0: What do you think about this bit? Uh, I want to try this bit that like I'm from Long Island and like there are different parts of Long Island. But my Long Island, people ask me what it's like. It's its just Italians giving running Yelp reviews of their day. <laughs> it's like I went to stop and shop and there's no lettuce. What kind of grocery? <laughs> you call yourself a grocery store and you don't have lettuce? And I just like, like stuff like that. That's good that's very good it's a bit yeah okay that's number my number seven my number six is in kentucky it's churchill downs
1: winston churchill never been you've been nope oh no <laughs> no
0: way but it, yeah, it just looks awesome it just looks cool I think there is something interesting about horse racing. I actually was maybe going to go a bachelor party that didn't end up happening because of COVID that was floated as one of the options of going to the Kentucky Derby. Wow. I I don't think it was what we were going to end up doing anyway, Um, but that was an option. And in my mind, you know, I don't like going to things, but in my mind, I was like, this is this would be very cool, but I, then I realized it would be very cool for five minutes, and then the rest of the day it would be terrible. But I do like the idea of like dressing up like a crazy, you know, like the, the crazy way they dress up, wearing pastel pants, and the horse racing. It this just something seems like I a, not
1: see coming. I thought you'd be. I want to do it. I want to do
0: it one time and never again. And I think there is something there's like a mystique about it that I find. I just don't know anything about horse racing and i think that there's this elaborate culture around it i find fascinating and i would like to experience it one time and probably that's it
1: i think you would experience it and would love to hear you talk about on the pod but i think you would hate it i think you would find the people really uppity
0: you'd find the whole people i think so to be like rich rich people but that's okay like i think I, I would be very interested It just especially like the Kentucky one because there's like the Belmont and there's uh the aqueduct, but I feel like the aqueduct is just people gambling, it's like I a different,
1: it's still, I think, it's all, all people all gambling, gambling
0: yeah. but yeah, yeah. The Kentucky Derby seems like people gambling with like a facade, sure. So, a mod facade
1: that's what I was thinking. Of that I was trying to get that out, it's
0: a good one, yeah. Facade menage, that's good. My number four. Is Augusta National? Have you been? Nope, you're the one who wanted to do venues. You knew this was coming.
1: I then you knew, I then you knew, I then knew, knew this was going to happen. I should have known. Venmo, PayPal,
0: again. I went, I went to one USO, not even like the it was like a practice round in Shinnecock on Long Shinne- Island.
1: Shinnecock's great,
0: yeah, but. I think that Augusta where the Masters is held every April every time I watch it on TV I always just want to go there. It does feel like you're dipped into the spring. It's undeniably beautiful. It's like one of the most beautiful golf courses in the world. And again, it's it's a place that I don't really I, I mean I know about golf culture a little bit, but I don't understand this like Augusta thing and i think it would be a cool place to go one time and probably that's it
1: i agree with you it would be unbelievable to go i would love to go watching it on tv is majestic though i feel like going might take away like seeing phil jackson again in in person it might take away (laughs) a little
0: bit of that mystique i think so
1: but i feel like that's that's kind of what you got to do in this life you want you want to take away some of the mystique
0: yeah but sometimes you go to these places and the mystique matches Those places are are top notch. X-Men. Mystique.
1: Yeah. That was your four? Yes. Wow. My number six is the
0: Jones Beach. I think it's the amphitheater, Jones Beach. It's like the Nikon Verizon Fios Theater.
1: The concert venue. I I, I love it. For I think I've been there once. It might have been like an OAR concert. I don't even remember the concert. Sounds right. But I just love watching. I remember being like pretty high up and being right next to the beach and watching the sunset. And on, a sunset on the beach is a top nine view. It's a top three view. On top of that, watching with a, a group of people, enjoying music, no better vibes, no better energy. Just the fact that it's a concert venue on the beach is how it makes it onto my list at number six. Jones Beach.
0: Yeah, no, not for me. I've been there. Wow. I went to a dashboard confessional third eye blind concert with Kate. And this was probably, this was in 2015, I believe. And it's, it's a fine venue. It's difficult to get to. Once you get there, it's weird. Cause it's like on the beach, but it's not on the beach. There's like this weird, like amusement park vibe, like around the concert, Love you know, that. with all like the concessions. Oh, yeah. I hate that it's boardwalk vibe. It's kind of like a boardwalk but it's not because it's so corporate and like you know jones beach i don't know it's it doesn't it doesn't do it for me okay and and then the concert venue is fine it's a, a good venue but then I, I mean talk about a disaster and a half trying to get out of there it's not even worth staying the whole concert a place where you have to make a judgment call should you stay or should you go is not a good place this Same thing happened. I always felt I went in college, I went to a few Washington Nationals games. And this was a good venue. I actually thought out of the baseball stadiums I've been to it might be I think like the most well constructed one. But getting back was so terrible. Whenever I went after the first like this, we went like twice and just got screwed. And then like the other few times, we just took the uh, we just left the seventh inning.
1: I feel like going to those kind of events, you got to bake in that aspect of the, going home. You, you do. Live, it's gonna, it's going to be terrible if you're driving. Got it. It's a part of the whole process. You got it.
0: It is, but if a place there's no way of getting around that, then I view it as a poorly constructed venue.
1: I just think think it's the how the way it goes, especially
0: if it's it's if it's a great
1: event, if it's like a good concert when everyone's leaving at the same time, it's just it's just just going to have to be, be patient.
0: New York city is a great example as nuts as New York city is. Sometimes you have a little bit of this, but the subway generally isn't going to be overwhelmed by people leaving MSG. I mean, yeah, it'll be crowded subway, but if if,
1: if you're, if you don't live in the city or or you
0: can take you can take a cab, you go to the train. It's like most venues in New York city. This is a minor annoyance as opposed to like a awful problem. It's a city thing.
1: If you're, if you're outside of the city, you never know. My number five is a, my favorite comedy venue, favorite place to watch comedy, favorite place that I've ever performed. It doesn't exist anymore. It's the old UCB Chelsea space. I used to go there to watch Monday Night Whiplash for like two or three years straight, saw the best shows, best comedians of, of all time there, and I did one show there, the random stand-up show. And it's like under, I think, uh, Gristetti's. Yep. And it's like not even, you wouldn't even think that it's like a great comedy room, but the stage is like, you're, the, the crowd is right on top of the stage. When it's packed out, I've never felt a more electric venue and like the energy and last bouncing off the walls. Um, I just felt, you feel the history of the people that have been there, the, the UCB culture in there. And every time I go there, it felt like a special place to be. I'm, I think it's, it's been taken over by a new—I think it's asylum comedy or something—is going on there. But I haven't been there since. But it's still, to me, top venue.
0: That's a really good one. I hadn't thought of that. Have you been? And I must have went to—I also went to Whiplash like a lot. Probably yeah. between like 2014 same. and just like it's just like 14, 2015. I was—I went there like most Mondays. Yeah, same
1: year. I saw John Mulaney there. Doing yeah, Parna
0: hosted. Yeah,
1: I I saw John Mulaney there as well with Nick Kroll. Yeah, I saw them them run "Oh Hello" like one of the first uh, before they brought it to off Broadway. I saw. I I can go on and on who I saw there. It's it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it was a great venue. They had to leave there because they were getting sued because it's not ADA compliant because there's no elevator.
1: See, that's what makes, to me, makes it so cool. Like It felt like know, a little underground. It felt a little illegal.
0: But you're a bigot, so. <laughs> what do you want? Everyone to experience everything or you to have a cool venue? I'm not sure.
1: I heard that it used to be a, a, a strip club back in the day. Yep. Where yep. and, and like Hasidic Jews used to go there and like uh, once in a while, like Orthodox Jews will just like show up and like expecting a strip <laughs> club and they was they would, they would stay for a comedy show.
0: That's that's uh, and probably here as, as the time went on, probably start hearing like pro Palestine bits.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not loving that.
0: Yeah. But um, that I think, I mean, UCB closed. And they well they moved and I never went to the new venue that was on like 11th Avenue. I mean, talk about like the dumbest business decision of all time.
1: I went to that twice, and it was terrible for comedy. Such it was was like a a small Broadway theater. It was like it was a terrible choice.
0: It's yeah. If you're opening on 11th Avenue, you might as well open underneath the Hudson.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was literally like a 15 minute walk from Times Square. When you get off the subway, then you have to walk 15 minutes. It
0: is tough sledding, but that's a, that's a really good one. I appreciate it. Wow.
1: First good one from Lance.
0: Let's see how
1: the next couple go. That's my number five. My number four is the jazz at Lincoln center venue. I think I've talked about it before. I've been there twice and it is the most majestic place I've ever seen live music It has a, it's like a theater and the back wall is like a glass wall that's looking out onto, I want to say like Fifth Avenue. So you're able to see like the city and it's like a huge wall to the top of the ceiling. So you're watching like a jazz performance and you're able to see the backdrop of the actual city at nighttime, cars, cabs, people walking and it is just unbelievable. Highly recommend if anyone has the opportunity to go.
0: I've never been to jazz at Lincoln Center. I do know Kate has. She got um, her pod father. I remember one Father's Day like tickets to that, and they went nice. Um, but Lincoln Center to me, I have mixed feelings about it. In one sense, it's it's like a fake place. It's I'm reading the book I was talking about with Hither Hills. I'm reading this book about Robert Moses. Mm-hmm. And I know I haven't gotten up to the part of the book about this, but I know about Lincoln Center. It was like his like, he was like obsessed with it happening, basically tore down an entire neighborhood where basically West Side store where like Lincoln Center was where West Side Story was. Wow. that neighborhood um, for it to happen. And it feels a little bit artificial. Like knowing that and then just also just like as a place, right? It doesn't really totally fit in, I feel like with the city. Uh, But at the same time, there is some sort of sophistication and it is clearly like very um, meticulously and deliberately constructed. Exactly. It's a very elegant place. It is very elegant. I've been to I went to see the Lion King at like my family took us. I remember one of the theaters, I guess, at Lincoln Center once. And then I also went to see Days and Confused there. It was like a 20th anniversary. And uh, cool. Richard Linklater, the director was there. Very cool. That was cool. Girls and, stay
1: the same age and I keep getting older.
0: Yeah. yeah. I had never seen it. And I don't know if Kate saw it either, but that was like a thing we went to once when we were still trying to woo each other.
1: Wu-Tang Clan, that's very nice. That's a great place yeah. to see Days and Confused.
0: Yeah, and it's a cool place but I've never seen jazz, but I also have mixed feelings about it. I also think the restaurants around there are good, but they're expensive. Yeah. It's
1: a very posh place.
0: I've never been, I've been to PJ Clark's, the like burger place, Mm -hmm. but they have like a bunch of, there's like that whole strip of really nice restaurants. And I'm like, I would like to go here, but then you see the prices and I'm like, I'm not going to go here.
1: There's, I think a Shunli palace over there, which is a really, really nice Chinese place. Fancy, fancy Chinese.
0: My number, Trace, is also a venue that I don't think you'd see coming, but it's the Demon. East Village Cinema. Wow. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> okay. All right. I, I'm not a huge movie theater person, but that is by far the best movie theater I think that I've ever been to. It just feels like you're going to it's, – it's like – it fits any type of movie you want to see. It's like feels at once like an art house, but also like a place that respects film, and re- but also could like you could see like a big budget blockbuster. And what's the best about this place is that they're like the main theater, theater one. It used to be a Yiddish theater, hmm. and if you go into like the- if you see a movie in the first theater, it is just the most gorgeous theater. Like the the ceiling is still like the original ceiling. And it just feels so regal and majestic. And I used to there, if you went before 12 p.m., it was half price. So there were times I remember like I saw Moonlight this way. Like Uh it was like me and two other people in this like beautiful, beautiful theater. And it feels like you should not be in there for having paid $7. And it is a place that I think is it doesn't attempt to maximize and squeeze out every last dollar. I don't know who runs it, but it doesn't feel like it's run by private equity like everything else in the city. And it is a place that is a nice oasis from all the rest of that type of reality. And that's, I think, what movies are at their core. Core
1: of an apple. That's spot on. That's a juicy take. Did not see that cumin. The spice. I've definitely been there, but I don't think I've ever seen a movie in the number, the theater one, because when I picture that movie theater, I just picture like a small, cramped. Uh, movie yeah. like, I don't. I definitely have never seen it in a, in, in a majestic uh, theater.
0: I would um, I would recommend just going there and just picking what I think it's theater one is theater because it's like you have to take stairs to get to it, and then the rest of them are at like the da- like the basement, and they're all kind of small.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Out of left field. The, hey, that's pretty good the venue
0: on the lower east side i used to host a comedy show at a place called left field nice my number two is in colorado it's uh, red rocks
1: saw that Cumin. have you been
0: no <laughs> it just looks awesome it is one of those places i feel like it's probably like a little bit like the coliseum or like seeing phil jackson in person right once you go the mystique is kind of gone
1: sure I've heard, I've never been, I've heard amazing things. And from pictures and videos, it looks insane.
0: Yeah. And I've never been there, but I did see John
1: Mullaney there. That hurts. Didn't need that one. That's a slap of the butt. In the face. I saw John Mullaney at Carnegie. Maybe it wasn't the last special. Maybe it was just him walking through, and I happened to be walking through Carnegie. <laughs> Maybe
0: it was the last comic
1: standing. Maybe it was Ray Donovan. They were filming a bonus episode. <laughs> At least I've been to Carnegie Hall. Half of these, half of these, you haven't even been. I think
0: Red Rocks would be cool. It'd be great. I I would love to. That would definitely be a top nine venue, but never been. I mean, just like an amphitheater, people know what Red Rocks is, but if you don't, just Google it, and it looks cool. But it's probably worth going to. My number one is on Long Island, is none (laughs) other than the Nassau Coliseum, the old Nassau Coliseum. They redid it, and I haven't been, and I don't really have a desire to go but it was a terrible venue. And because of that, it was amazing. The energy, the vibes, the fact that when you walked around, you felt like you were in like a school cafeteria. They had these weird TVs. It was terrible, but it was great. And it really fit the New York Islanders ethos and psyche. It was a tough place to play. It was loud. The fans were nuts. And it was inexpensive to go to. It felt like a stadium again before Citibank came and said, "Hey, how can we bring sushi?" Like if you if you were eating sushi in the Nassau Coliseum, people would throw the sushi in your face and kick you out. And sounds, that's that's a venue.
1: Sounds like Long Island is a bunch of bullies. There's
0: you know, a lot of running Yelp reviews happening in Nassau Coliseum.
1: Never been, but I've heard legendary things and it sounds like
0: a great venue. The way it's set up is that. It's. I mean, you. Everything on Long Island is like off highways, so you're going on it straight from a highway. So I guess you can go to a place around it, but it's like kind of out of the way to do that.
1: All right, all right. It's a good number one.
0: At least you've been. Thank there. you. I have been there.
1: Hook it, My number three, Lance, coming off another jazz venue. It is the Blue Note in the Greenwich Village, West Village area. Around the corner from the Comedy Cellar. Been there with Phil Jackson a good amount of times. We saw John Mulaney playing jazz, as well as Thundercat, and we saw Phony People, the band there. It has become more corporate over the past few years, but I believe it's been around forever. It's a very intimate venue. I feel like it's a venue where like artists that are on the brink of becoming mainstream, like right before you're about to play like a theater. Carnegie Hall. Right before you're about to play Carnegie Hall, you play... Uh, the Blue Note, it's it's very small. They actually have a pretty good food menu, um, and you're, it's it's intimate. If I cannot wait to go back there with Phil, you're just engrossed in the music. It's just you're on top of each other. You're here a little uncomfortable because the seats are crammed in there and like people are piled high on each other. It's a classic West Village music venue, the Blue Note, number three. I'll say this: I'm listening.
0: So I, I will say that now, like right now, it's terrible because I have to walk through it to get to the Lantern slash comedy shop and they have all this uh, outdoor seating.
1: Oh, do they? I didn't know that.
0: And it's just like, it's just very annoying. What are they And an outdoor like, so Food? No, they're, I mean, they're smart. What they're doing is smart. They have a, a performer. They have like someone performing in the window, kind of. And then they have like a whole outdoor facade and people sit in the outdoor facade and the musician plays inside.
1: I had not seen that.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's very smart and they should, they should be doing this, but because it's like, you know, a highly trafficked area, it's like, do you always have to make the decision? Do I walk through this or do I cross the street and get hit by one of the Grubhub scooters that are zooming a million hours an hour? Right. So I don't like it, but that's bond me blazer.
1: That's that's post that's COVID blue note and malone my number dose is the public theater on astor place i love the public theater they have like i think three or four different venues inside of the public theater but specifically i love joe's pub which is like the more casual uh venue that has like stand-up but also music my dad and i a few years in a row went to go see sandra bernhardt perform at the joe's pub I've seen Catherine Cohen there with my family, my parents. And it is just, it's very cool. It feels very elegant. It's like a little, I don't know, not, it's like a, a classier, but like not, you don't feel like you're at like a Broadway show. Um, but it's very cool. The acoustics are phenomenal, the way it's set up. And then I also like, I've been to other, like I've been to off Broadway shows there. They have a huge theater. Um, where i saw hamilton before it moved to broadway that was very special and then they have like an upstairs called the library which is like a bar slash restaurant area that, that they have another small little room just a very cool place it's not something you would expect like when you're walking down Astor place that this would be would be there and yeah it's how, highly how they recommend it do do do
0: do 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 i want to make love in joe's pub <laughs>
1: i want to make love in joe's pub i want to make love in this in in this club bug in this club joe's pub good food also good man i've
0: been there a lot as a bathroom stop on a tour that i used to do solid bathroom
1: solid bathroom
0: yeah i you want to know the history of that place it was i feel feel i'm having deja vu
1: i feel something i've had public theater on a different list at some point you've told me you did I think it
0: was your New York, like favorite New York City places, maybe. Okay, we did that. Yeah, it was uh, the Astor Library, like John Jacob Astor, who Astor Place is named after. Right, he's a rich guy, who also Astoria is. Right. Yeah, and it was his library, or it was the. It wasn't his library. It was like his philanthropic work after he died, and then it was the headquarters of the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, and then Uh it was the public theater that was founded by the same guy who started Shakespeare in the Park. Wow, there
1: you go. Joseph Papp. Papp Smear. That makes a lot of sense. And it, I feel like the outside structure has kind of maintained the same look. It looks like a like a library kind of. Yeah. And then lands my number one. You're probably not going to see this coming. It's the Smithtown Lawn. <laughs> <laughs> my number one is Madison Square Garden. MSG, the world's most famous arena. I've talked about MSG thousands of times in the pod, but it is my home away from home. It's my temple, it's my sanctuary. It's where I go to worship the New York Knicks, the musicians, my favorite concerts have been there. The acoustics, the, the people, the culture, the vibes, the energy, the seating. I I like they they've renovated over the years, and I, I think I like the renovations most times when Arena's renovated. You kind of miss like the old look and the old feel. But I feel like they did a good job with MSG of of like putting in on the walls like the history while still upgrading it, updating it. And and the the paneling on the ceiling is my favorite. It gives me goosebumps whenever I see it. Love it, MSG. I
0: don't really like MSG, but I do enjoy everything around MSG. Like I never really got into MSG. I, you know, for whatever reason. But I did see, I've been to Knicks games, obviously, but I don't go that much. And I saw Bill Burr there most recently. That was pretty cool. But to me, it's just like another venue. I don't have that special connection to it. Sorry, I know that hurts. But everything around it, like I do love how it's above Penn Station. I just Mm -hmm. kind of really enjoy that. I am kind of sad that this new Penn Station is opening Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be as shitty. Like I I do think like...
1: It's very, very nice.
0: Yeah, I think it should be shitty. Like it should be fitting of that Rosello's. Yeah. Is that the pizza place? Rosa's. That's like Rosa's. yeah. I'm that, pretty sure that's not there anymore. In the, in like the past few years, I mean, even before they redid this, but they like really upgraded all those things. So there was a Shake Shack, a Starbucks. Mm. and used to be just all these shitty places. And I wish that was the case still. And then across from Penn Station, there's all these still like I don't know, like Little Italy pizza. And right. just like, it's like this really expensive, nice area. But then there's also like these like dirty places, you know? Yeah, and I just perfect. kind of like love that juxtaposition. My favorite and Drode's favorite, there was this place. It was on 7th, right across from the entrance. Soup, Soup place? It's called Gyro 2. Ah, uh, of course, of course. They closed like within the past year or two. But it was Drode, my dad, like favorite place. Anytime you mentioned... Madison Square, Garden, and he'd say, Go to gyro two. Gotta go to gyro two. Ha. <laughs> gyro two. And it was this place. And it doesn't like you can't have a place like this anymore. And I imagine they closed because of the rent. It was two floors. On the ground floor, it was almost like a gyro place, but it was like a caf, it was like a cafeteria style serving. Then you and went I've upstairs. Never been inside. Know, it was like never not that it. it was like not that clean, but it like also felt comforting. And Drode would always be like, the gyros are okay, but the sauce is amazing. And it was just like, I don't know, it was like not that expensive. It was a lot of food. It was clearly unhealthy. And I do love that juxtaposition of like, that to me feels like what New York is, even though it's within, it's it's like that thing of like New York is such luxury and so expensive. Like you'd have that, and then you'd go to a game at MSG where you're paying so much money. And it's like, that's the... The uh, just like the financial realities of New York, I find fascinating. And no place has that on display almost better than like that area around MSG. So that's okay. why I like MSG, everything around it. But the venue itself, it doesn't, it's it's okay, it's just fine for me. But I just never developed, I never forged. I know you have a very strong connection. So I never forged a connection like that. So I forged I mean, a lot of berries and a lot of, a lot of roughage inside of the garden.
1: I'm hoping maybe the, a post-pandemic, New York City, though, that maybe there'll be some more, more affordable rents, and there'd be like a renaissance for restaurants and kind of more shitty places to be able to afford to come back.
0: I don't know. I hope it just stays the same over there, though. Like those, all those like Irish pubs. Yeah, they're just like Flanagan's, and just like people getting getting smashed and going home. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That's like a New York that I think is kind of fading away, and the only place that really exists now is like. From like 30th to, I mean, Hudson Yards got rid of a lot of it, but right. there's like a small area of New York where that's still is. And it's weird because that's like what I thought of New York always growing up. And now it's like, not really that anymore.
1: It's going to be tough, especially because people aren't working in offices. I feel like that was a yeah. lot of happy hour places, people going after work, after work drinks pre concert or sporting event. People are always getting boozed up though. True. This is true. A couple booze bags. Solid top nine. Uh, you're, you're, you're not a big venue guy, but you uh, were able to, to get through it.
0: Brett and Jordan Raybould. They got through it. The Ray-Bow brothers. Kate Parker
1: comes in with some predictions, Lance. She predict- predict- predicted your LPPs. Your Lance Parker predictions. She predicted your predictions. No, she predicted your top nine list. I had wished Kate uh, that I had asked, I had hoped that she was feeling better in my text about the um, her lobster fiasco. She goes, "I survived the great lobster fiasco. No shellfish for this brazerback. First, I must say that you and Lance were both very nice to me on the last podcast. Lance told oh, yeah, us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lance told a story about how we lost our parking ticket at the Grove in LA and made it seem like we both lost it, but I was the one who, in fact, insisted the ticket was garbage and almost lost it." You're a mensch. You're a mensch. This is,
0: this is just the hidden things of, of being a good husband.
1: It was very kind of Lance to act like it was both our fault. And Jesse, you told everyone you sent me the top nine theme early, but didn't tell everyone that despite your promptness, promptness, I still sent you my picks right as you guys started recording the podcast. Kate, it's my pleasure. You could send me the picks as late as you want. And I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send those top nines as early as I can. But you send them, send them late. Please send them whatever you want. Not there is no late. Well, There's no early for you.
0: There is a late. See, that's where the logic falls through. Because if if you if she sends them after we do the segment, then we can't read them.
1: I will. I'll, I'll make a workaround, Kate. <laughs> okay. See, that's that's Lance being a no man. I'm a yes man. You send them late. I'll be. I'll make you him surround
0: great. yourself with yes
1: men. You're gonna go under. I saw John Mulaney at Carnegie Hall. I still sent you my picks. Yeah, thank you both. Anyway, my top nine picks. I will say I already guessed one last night, and Lance told me it was right. Red Rocks in Colorado,
0: <laughs> bang, boom.
1: Here's some more. Radio City. No, it didn't have
0: Radio City. I've been there though a bunch for. Uh, I've worked college graduations there, and one thing I've had like I've like been all around Radio City, like inside access. There's like a place down like in the basement where there's all just like machines. It feels like there's like a nuclear power plant. Very cool. But I don't, it's, it's okay. One thing about, I think Carnegie hall and radio city, they have like the stage hand people, you know, those people who like, those are the only people who are allowed to move furniture and stuff. They get paid like $500,000 a year. They deserve it. It's impossible to get the jobs because it's like through family. They deserve it. And they don't deserve it. I want that job, but no one could get it. And like, it's just bizarre.
1: It's a great gig. To me, it was between Carnegie and Radio City, but I saw Melania at Carnegie, so I went Carnegie. Got it, got it, got it. Then she goes Jones Beach, which is on my list. Lance no. railed against Jones Beach. I was the one driving
0: home from the concert. Wow. Ooh!
1: <laughs> Hollywood Bowl in
0: LA? Good guess. I thought about it, but I don't like know enough about it. Yeah, so. I've
1: never, never been, but I've heard great things. The Apollo Theater.
0: It's a good one. I've, I wanted to go, and I was... I think I was going to go at one point, and then whatever we were doing fell through. But I, I haven't been, and I really want to go.
1: Same here. Never been, but it's legendary.
0: And then lastly, the Sydney Opera House. That's a real good one. Didn't think of that. Very not, cool. Not huge on Australia. Oh. Oh. It, it seems like like very far to get to. Yeah.
1: I feel like it probably should have gone when I was younger if I was going to go at all. Now a like twenty-three.
0: I could just go to San Diego. I feel like it's similar. Probably with, with no accents.
1: Oh, someone San Diego, brays on Kate.
0: Braise I will on. say this. I will say this. Listen, say it. Kate has a friend who was born in England, but she grew up in San Diego, and. I guess this was a funny thing that was like in the their friend canon. When you ask like where she's from, she'd be like, Oh, I'm from San Diego. That's funny. That's a good bit. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that bit a lot. Yeah, she moved to San Diego, I guess, when you know she was like twelve or something. So she kept the accent.
1: From the British then her Island younger to San sister, Diego. Her,
0: her younger sister like doesn't really have an accent. It's interesting. Huh. I'm from San Diego. Is she single? No. He's actually dating someone from Australia. Figures. Probably guy probably goes down under. Dive. Dive. From I, Wendy's. I'm, re- I'm revealing too much. Dave from Wendy's. I think Does I'm getting trouble. The I'm, get, I'm getting in trouble. After my being kind. I just oh. ruined all the goodwill. It's over. I'm gonna have to cancel the pod. Goodwill,
1: Hunter, It's not your fault. In. It's not your
0: fault. It is your fault. You kind of you saw John Mulaney. I did. Phil Jackson comes in after seeing him. He comes in also. His biography of Philip Roth got canceled because the guy who wrote it got canceled. The
1: biographer of Philip Roth himself yeah. was not canceled. The biographer yeah. got canceled. No, so Philip Phil Jackson,
0: Roth you're in the clear. Philip Roth got canceled by life. He passed away, unfortunately. That's a rough way to say you died. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Another week and another list of pure vibes and energy. Feed me, Phil. There, There is simply nothing like the electricity of a venue packed to the brim with exuberance.
1: Shock me with electricity.
0: <laughs> Any given week, I tried to leverage the triangle oven stone hone in on the curly artisan's tastes, but this week, I've had to stay on my tippy toes. Oh, sweet feet. Ooh, He's foreshadowing some off-pod banter. Huge. Wow. Huge. Hand me a hot pretzel, pour a large fountain of soda, And shove me into nosebleed, chefs. (laughs) I'll shove you. I'll make you nosebleed, Phil. I'm here to get rowdy and hopefully see myself on the Jumbotron. Wow. Let's get rowdy together, Phil. Without any further ado, here's which venues are getting Sweet Feet out of his seat. (laughs) Huge. MSG, need I say more?
1: Bingo bango! Don't say anymore, Phil. Number one, off the top, rope,
0: slam! Damn a ding dong, Yankee Stadium, especially old Yankee Stadium.
1: It was like my number ten. It was like my number ten because I, the new Yankee Stadium. I'm not a huge fan. I love the old Yankee Stadium. Old Yankee Stadium is number ten. Just fantastic history. Where the Babe, the, it's it's unbelievable. Babe Ruth built it. <laughs> Fenway. We talked about it. I love it. It's not a top nine for me.
0: Radio City Music Hall.
1: I think he meant Carnegie (laughs) Hall. Great pick, Phil. We both saw John Mulaney there. I love it. Majestic. Great pick. Great prediction.
0: Arthur Ashe Stadium.
1: Bang! This guy knows my tennis body. That's an ace in the hole, Phil. Roger
0: Federer or Phil. Do you 15 love, Phil? I do. Advantage, Phil Jackson. Bowery Ballroom.
1: Don't think I've ever been there, Phil. That's uh, last comic standing. Never been heard bad things about it. Heard that it was like like a a lot of people like, like crammed in there and not the best. But maybe
0: I never been. I used to walk by it almost every day. I lived not too far from it, and there were a lot of people always smoking outside. That's that's something. Bonus, giant stadium, frequently referred to as MetLife. I hate MetLife Stadium. I, I I like the old Giant
1: Stadium, the original Giant Stadium. I do not like MetLife. It feels like a sterile square metal box. I don't like. The, I don't like the new stadium at all. Braze on Phil Jackson. Braze on Phil. Sorry to, to make you do a couple of lists this week. That's an inside bit, but great predictions overall. Strong.
0: Overalls. Subscribe to our Patreon. patreoncom slash bits. $3 a month or $6 a month. You get more stuff at $6 a month. It's a good time. We have fun. Jesse reveal parmesan himself. I am the same.
1: This is true. I believe Lance into the Patreon.
0: If you like what we do, support the pod. We'd really appreciate it. If you can't do Patreon, that's okay. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really does help. I know I say this a lot, but it really helps. And we know we have way more listeners and people who've left reviews Thank you to everyone who has left a review. If you haven't, just go to Braze Bits, hit five stars. That's all you got to do.
1: Leave a revenue. We'd really appreciate it.
0: My QAB, now moving to the questionable at best segment. This happened this morning. Ooh. This was a argument betwixt neighbors.
1: I haven't heard the I, word betwixt since a candy bar. Betwixt, are for kids. A thousand, twix, Delicious. Were you one of these neighbors, or are you observing? No,
0: I was doing work. Uh, I we have as I'm not there now, but you know I have a small pod room where sometimes I do work, and it's overlooking the street. I just like outside, all of a sudden, these two people are yelling at each other, and the gist of it was there was this guy who was riding his bike, I guess, in the street, and then a woman walking her dog, and it appears that they almost, you know, the guy with the bike almost hit the woman with the dog. Oof. And, but at the same time, I don't think he was going fast. Like it, it, it seems like a situation where it was like both kind of their faults. And so this woman just unloads on the guy being like, this is where I live. I'm trying to, you know, walk my dog and you're in the middle of the street with no helmet. She kept saying with no helmet. And I was like, this is not, I was like, you have you have um, like grounds here, but the with no helmet—that's nothing. That's nothing. It doesn't have anything to do with his behavior to you. Right. The helmet is his choice. Is he stupid for not wearing a helmet? I don't know where he's going. I don't know what he's doing. Possibly, but it has nothing to do with the behavior. She's like, I'm trying to just like this is where I live, and he is like, I live around the corner too, and he's like doing a thing where he probably messed up, but she, her reaction is so over the top that he's just defending himself. Cause he's like, yes, what I did maybe wasn't ideal, but it's not as bad as what she's making out to be. So he's just like, kind of not saying anything. And then he's like, it's not a big deal. And then she's just like, this is where I live. You're not wearing a helmet. Um, and then being like, if you were a, if, if, uh, if I was a man, you wouldn't do this if I was a man, you wouldn't do this. And then this guy is also like, they're just both like, no, there's no winners type situation.
1: What are they trying to, what is she trying to get out of this? It's trying to like have him. She was trying to be like,
0: she was trying to be like, this is where I live and you don't live here. But then the guy also, the guy started with the bad behavior, but then she just went so over the top. And then he somehow ended up being the, like looking better, but he was also just like, you know, like riding his bike, I guess, not paying attention. Are you watching
1: this or listening
0: or both? I just saw like the very beginning. And then I was just like watching it through my, cause they were just going nuts. I was like, this is very, this is all very aggressive. And everyone watching you from their windows thinks nobody's right here. I never understand that like reaction
1: to get super angry unless you want, unless the person is like denying any responsibility and like, you either have some damages that need to be paid and you need their information and they're denying it. Like what's the point of like just yelling at somebody? Exactly. Like, like I think,
0: I think there is a say like, you know, you give a cold look or yeah. you say, Hey, watch what the it. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, when things get escalated like that, it's like, to me, it's like, yes, this, this woman was wronged, but it seems like now she's just taking out some things on this guy and it just looks bad like it doesn't reveal
1: apartment what kind of person she is she's yeah clearly got a little bit of a loose cannon
0: yeah and i feel like it's like i don't know what issues she's dealing with maybe she had some you know some bad things happening whatever but it just there's no there's no winners in the story and why are people except for for you
1: you got a qab out of it
0: i guess so it wasn't even that good of a qab but i was just like this is very bizarre And like, why are there so many interactions where this is, everyone just gets driven further apart. And I could tell, I could tell the guy, like his behavior was bad. And I think initially he was going to try to be like, apologize. But then she was just kind of, he was just like, I'm not apologizing. Right. Right. And then he even doubled down more because it just became a hostile situation. So. You hate to see that. You don't like to see it. And I hope, I wish everyone, you know, uh, Remember when, what was, the, what was Epstein's like person, who, the woman who like trafficked all the people? I, I don't remember. Jolaine, Jolaine. Just Lane. Yeah, remember she got arrested or something and then Trump yeah. was like, I wish her well. Yeah, you wish her well. So to, all, to both of these people, I wish them well.
1: <laughs> I wish them well as well. Well, you're not going to want to wish me well on my QAB because my QAB is on me. I was QAB. I had bad behavior that I got to own up to in this QAB. It's from my Miami trip. I was being just flat out a bad boy, and I highly regret it. Regret a Thunberg. I was at the dinner with my DeMarcus cousin. He's a big boy. He plays for the NBA. He is a big dessert guy. We were at the dinner, and even before our main courses are cleared, he's got dessert in his head. He's like, there's this place uh, called Fireman Derek's bake shop that I really want to go to. Sounds made up. It's, it's you can look it up. I think it's in Winwood, Fireman Derrick's bake shop. He <laughs> doesn't even like really ask me like if, if I want to go, but I I've I'll admit it, I've had a couple wobbly pops, a couple road sodas during this meal. I'm in a good mood. I'm a little loosey-goosey. I'm like, I'll go for the ride. I believe we we had like a later dinner. It was about 9:45 and and he looks it up Fireman Derek Bake Shop closes at 10 and we are like literally he's like we get an Uber now we're like we'll get there right on time 15 minutes away we get the check we get out of there we get an Uber and we're 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 my, my cousin DeMarcus is like oh I'm I'm so excited Fireman Derek Bake Shop I've always wanted to go here can't wait and he's like he's my older cousin he's kind of like an older brother to me he's kind of, he kind of bullies me like you bully me and he's like you, you gotta you gotta call them up and make sure that they don't they don't close uh, before we get there and I was like why is he delegating that to you I'm not really sure <laughs> I think I, maybe he was on his phone or it's, I don't know he, he wanted me to, to do it I'm in a good mood and I, I said yes um, so I call up the bake shop and it right now at this point it says we're going to be there in five minutes and it closes in five minutes we call up i call up and i i hear just like chaos in the background it's loud it's a long line there's like a like a busy uh, per, uh person answers the phone and i go hi uh, we're a uh, five minutes away i was wondering if are you guys are going to be open if still open if we show up in five minutes and she goes i'm not really sure depends on how long the line is and i I'm a little loose, a little goose that I go, uh, but can you, my, my cousin is a fireman. Is there any way that you could stay open? And she, there's like a long pause and she's like, I don't, I don't know what to do with that. We're really busy right now. I'm sorry. And then hangs up. And it was just one of the cringiest things I've ever done. I was trying to make a funny, but it clearly wasn't funny. Cause it could have been real. Like my cousin's a fireman and it, it just, we ended up getting there, and I was too afraid to show my face to even to even walk in. My cousin was able to get his dessert, but it was just QAB. The story sounded better in my head, but overall, yeah, no, that's terrible. It was not a good. Not <laughs> it's a, awful. I don't know why. However,
0: I, I will give you some credit where you shouldn't have had to call. He should have called. It was his thing. He really wanted to go to make you call it. It's a form of bullying. It is a form. I mean, that is
1: kind of our dynamic with my
0: Demarcus cousin.
1: He was hosting me, like I was staying at his place, and
0: I, I still don't like it. It sounds like he—I mean, you didn't even get anything. It sounds like
1: it also seemed like he wanted me to be funny on the phone because I was being funny at dinner, and he was like, "Oh, you're you're kind of on a roll. Why don't you call him up and like uh, schmooze him?" He so put you—he like...
0: he put you in a bad situation, but that doesn't absolve you of responsibility. I so didn't even—I as... didn't even
1: pre-plan it. I didn't have the idea yeah. of saying my cousin's a fireman before getting on the phone, but I thought maybe if I threw in my cousin's a fireman on the <laughs> way. You got Fireman Derricks in the name. Not good.
0: Not great. If it <laughs> was well, even better if you said my cousin is Fireman dark <laughs>
1: yeah. I should have. And it, it didn't even get a laugh in the car. My cousin was like <laughs> so uncomfortable. By me, and I thought like the Uber driver was like, what are you doing? Why did you say that? <laughs> it it was cringy. It was tough.
0: Yeah, it's not, not great. Not, not good. But I do think it sounds like you're put in a situation. Oh so God. it's like 70% on you, I would say. Yeah.
1: I didn't even no. want the, I didn't want the dessert.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was it. All right. Let's bring it in. Bring in the clothes. why not? It's on three.
1: I want Two. A want Two three. Four. Perch. Beep beep beet
0: beep
1: beet. It's
0: it's it's Shout it to braze Bits. All right. Diggity-dope. Got in the plug? No, lantern, but I don't know when the shows are.
1: Bronx River Yacht Club. Subscribe to the Patreon. Leave us a review on iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Braze on, everybody.
0: Yeah, Braze on. If you are in, around New York and want to come to a show, want to see us, hit us up on BrazeBits.com. Uh, Instagram or for acebits at gmail.com, and there will be shows in May that we're both on the same show. I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah, we'll keep you posted. Yeah, Malone, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. <clears throat>